The only way we will love our neighbor as ourselves is by getting to know our neighbors, even in the midst of our differences. The way to truly know someone is by being with them by conversation. Eric Overby. Strikers, today let's revisit some conversations we had with our guest in Season 2. This week on The Mighty Anvil. God, you are my smith. Forge me into the servant that you would have me be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale of impurities from my life. Draw out my life to the length that you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution, and temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back in the fire from time to time to repair me as I get blemished with sin. When my life is over and the fires of life are all quenched, grant me a home with you in heaven. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, welcome, Strikers. Yeah, hey, welcome, Strikers. It's just us today, man. It's, um, you know, wrapping up season two. Mm-hmm. This is uh, 20, I think it's 28 episodes. 28 okay. episodes that we uh, have in the can and we put out. Uh, it's been an interesting little ride. Um, this this season was, dude, it, I can't believe that we had, uh, what was it? Craig Groeschel's book, and yeah, we had those right. guests mm-hmm. on earlier this this season, and yeah. it seems so long ago. It does. It does. So long ago. We're wrapping up season two. I mean, yeah. we can't appeal to everybody, right? I mean, I think no, we're, we're learning. That's true. I think we're learning a little bit about that in life. Uh, yeah, it can't appeal to everybody. But uh, I think that goes with just Christianity in general. It's not going to, I mean, the things that we do as Christians are not going to appeal to everybody. Some people will, will like it, and then there's other people that will think, they just think negatively of it. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we do a really good job on setting those people, proving them right, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on the brushing today, uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have Pastor Earl Fitzsimmons on uh, the show. And uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, Get to Know Your Pastors is a series that we've got coming on. And uh, with him, we want to focus on his ministry that uh, is, it's Bring the Light uh, Ministries, and it's to check it out, to kind of help him to sign up for serving, to uh, give. Dude, they gave, when we t- when we have that episode, uh, I, I'll discuss when I went down there and what I saw and what I did. It was definitely, it was interesting. Uh, a lot different from the uh, Dream Center trip that I went on, but not so much different. Uh, and the way that Dallas has some of their homeless set up, uh, yeah, man, we'll, we'll talk about that, but uh, we're going to want to start helping uh, other ministries out here pretty soon uh, with uh, donations as well. So, you know, if you want to donate time, money, whatever to help help him with his ministry, uh, you can go to bringthelightministries.org. Bringthelight.org. org. Yeah. Okay, bringthelight.org. And um, let's let's do our thing to kind of help, help Pastor Earl out. Uh, so that was the brushing today, and then real quick, um, if you have questions or comments, please feel free to email us at mightyanvilpodcast at gmail dot com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Mighty Anvil Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Please tell your friends. Man, like, subscribe. You know, do all that stuff to help us out because uh, 
yeah, we kind of want to push this out a little bit and see what we can do about helping people uh, outside of our reach at this time. And yeah. You know, interesting question. I had a, so my, my bride and I, we went to um, a couple's dinner date last night and I was telling them about the podcast and they asked, where do you see yourself in a year with the podcast? <laughs> that question was proposed to me uh, oh. last week as well. Really? Yeah. I think my, my answer was, you know, I would, I said that I would see Scott and I obviously going uh, worldwide more so than we already are now. And then on top of that, I said, yeah, I'd probably see us doing a little traveling and, and going to, um, you know, different churches or different organizations and, and talking about what it is that we do on the podcast. Um, probably a little bit about how we got started. And then, you know, also sharing our own testimonies of what we've been through and how we've seen God work things out in our lives. Uh, yeah, dude, I can handle some traveling. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that I'm uh, comfortable speaking in front of a lot of people. But, Scott, you do that now. No, there's no one in this there's room. No it's just us right now. So uh, I'm, I'm good with speaking with you, sir. Yeah. Uh, it's when you put people in front of me, it's like, uh, uh, mm. you know, I get the cracking of the voice. And, well, I'm here today. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Uh, so today is a best of episode. Yes. Yeah. And if you're watching us on um, YouTube. YouTube, yeah, you'll be able to do that. We're going to post. Well, hopefully we post this. I think we will. Yeah. It's working out so far. Hi, Mom. <laughs> but, yeah, so best of uh, situation today. Um, Alan, you want to kick us off with your your uh, number one? You know, are yours in any particular order? Like, this is my favorite one or anything like that? I mean, I can tell you what my favorite one was. Yeah? Yeah, my favorite one for sure was Lee. His closing. Um, just... So Lee's, to me, strikes me as probably a little bit like myself, quiet, reserved, doesn't say a whole lot, but the, the thing that I see in Lee is like, man, if he doesn't get you jacked to, to go and actually get some work done by his motivation, his passion, his, just his drive that he had in that last statement. I mean, to me, I, I kind of, I, I walked away and I was like, well... I can't say the word that I want to say, but <laughs> I was like, wow. Whisper it, whisper it in my ear. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, yeah. And, you know, the thing, the other thing, too, because he, he mentioned, like, being a good guy is not good enough. And that kind of, that struck out to me because I remember years ago before I met my bride that I said, I would, that was my, my crutch catchphrase. I'm, I'm a good guy. I'm just a good guy, though. And he clearly lets you know, like, being a good guy is not good enough. So, Right on. Well, let's take a listen to uh, what Lee had to say. So, Strikers, let's uh, help out uh, Grace Place, man. Let's get this thing rolling. Hey, can I make a final point sure, on the, on the sure. book? Okay, so, so uh, this week's section, Strong Men, Weak Wills, and how the enemy wants to take advantage of our weaknesses, such as uh, entitlement, lust, pride. But, all right, men... Listen to me here. Being a good guy is not enough. Doing things your way is not going to cut it. I've done it. I've made that mistake. On the road of life, I had no destination. I had no purpose. I was flailing around. I found myself in the ditch, wheels spinning, mud flying around, making a mess of everything, and going nowhere fast. But guess what? 
God wants to make you strong regardless of your weakness, regardless of the ditch you're in. You know, through the love, mercy, and grace of our Savior, Jesus Christ, let him in. Take him along for the ride. Let him sit in the passenger seat. Let him be your navigation system. And that destination to God becomes clearer, it becomes straighter, and that journey becomes a lot more enjoyable. That's why he took MVP from me. Yes, I do remember that time. And uh, definitely some uh, passion in that. It wasn't just, hey, you know, being a good... No, it, there was some... And he actually stopped us down. It's like, hey, before we go, I, w- I want to say something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he definitely, definitely meant what he said, and I have to agree with him. That was, that was a good one. Um, for me, I, it was hard for me to, to choose a, a top one or a favorite one, and they're all kind of mixed up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what the one that I wanted to bring first was Josh. Um, he talked about his testimony. Mm-hmm. And this podcast, uh, I believe, for me, it was started to you know, bring, bring in people's testimony so that other people who are going through that same situation um, has something to say, oh, he got through it. That means I can get through it. Yeah. And I think that that's the whole purpose of our testimonies. Yes. So for yeah. the Mighty Anvil, that is the purpose of the Mighty Anvil. We want to help guys, you know, and I'm finding out that we've got more female listeners, so women too. Um, you know, just having them understand that they're not alone in this world. They're not alone in what they're going through. Someone's mm-hmm. gone through it before and made it through. And hopefully these conversations help that person yeah. get through that. So that's that's... That is the reason why I'm cho- choosing to go with Josh's, uh, sec- the, the, what we're pulling out first, because that's what I think the Mighty Anvil is all about. And so uh, with that, here's Josh Lashua. It's not Joshua Lashua. He will bury me. <laughs> I went back and listening to that. Yeah. Uh, he said the only people that have, have ever called him Joshua Lashua, mm-hmm. and I better be careful because I'm, I'm pushing this, the envelope here, right? Too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, here's Josh Lashua and what he had to say. One, I knew most everyone in the room, which was nice. Two, the conversations and the dialogue laid out in the curriculum in the videos really allows a sense of humble humanity. As in, guess what? That thing you're struggling with, everyone in the room is struggling with that. Or everyone in the room has struggled with that. That thing that you've been stuck on for 10 years seven of the eight guys in the room right now have walked through that. And so being able to share parts of myself and disclose parts of myself and allow, um, allow a few other guys into certain rooms of my heart that had been closed off gave me the ability to be human. And in doing that, I think, I don't think I know, drew me closer to Christ because I know he not only does he choose me, but he wants me just as I am. And so I've said this before of like, whenever you invite people over to your house, mm-hmm. right? You, I'll speak for myself here, but whenever I invite people over to my house, like the living room looks really good. The front bathroom by the front door has a light on, has a candle lit. You walk in, we've got this nice little, little layout picture of my wife and me. We were engaged. Candles lit there. The house smells good. I've got the Glade plugins mm-hmm. in the hallway yeah. here. Yeah. Sounding familiar. The one in the dining room, 
place is going to be. You know, I've, got, I've let the Roomba run through, so the floor's clean. It looks pretty good. Um, but if you happen to go into my guest bedroom, I've got stuff stuffed in the Everything in the from there. the living room went into that room. Went into that room. <laughs> um, we, have a, we have a closet up front, just a, a storage closet, lots of stuff. Not junk, but lots of stuff. Semi-disorganized in there. You go into my bedroom and end up in any of our closets, so you get the deal. And so that is how I live my life, is mm. when I invite a, a guy into my life, analogy. you can come in. Mm. When I invite Jesus into my life, Jesus, you can come in, but you need to stay out here. Stay out here where it's clean. Stay out here where it's organized, where it smells nice. Stay out here because out here is what I want you to see and think of me. That's my pride. All right. Man, dude, I, I just I believe that testimonies, people's testimony. And one day we'll get to mine when I'm ready. To be honest with you, uh, there's I'm not quite ready for that. Okay. Uh, but we will. That's part of my goal is to have a little bit of uh, backbone <laughs> and, and let you guys know what I've gone through, but I'm still going through it. So when I'm on the other side, uh, that's, well, maybe, maybe we can uh, uh, open it up and just start letting y'all know. And maybe y'all sure. can give me some help on someone who's gone through that before yeah. and, and get some help there. Okay. What's your second one? Uh, my second one. So a lot of these, for me, seem to have a lot of just vulnerability. Um, I know that going through the Freedom Series, we, we talked about vulnerability and how important it is when you're in that setting to be open with what's going on in your life so that other people can help. Um, Pastor David Rushing from Episode 3, his when he was talking, when Dan had asked him about anger and the anger and pride correlation, and when he his answer was short at first and then he kind of went into a little bit of like here's who I used to be back in the day to where hey, I'd go to this place they knew my they knew me by name I was at the point to where I had points to get free stuff all the time and um just to you know again to to hear the the he didn't have to tell us any of that he could have masked it in any masked it in any way he wanted to but the fact that he was open and told us, like, here's where I was at and here's what I was doing and here's how it was affecting my life, I think it was just really powerful to me. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll take a listen to that. David Rushing, here we come. So one of the one of the things that's been mentioned, I think, a few times in the last few series is, and in this instance, when we're talking about the correlation between between anger and pride and how they're they're almost tied to one another. And so as a woodworker and, and thinking with my Jesus of Nazareth hat on, uh, for something to be proud and woodworking, it's slightly elevated above. So when we use the term pride, it's, it's, it's an elevation above. And so when you have men's default emotion is anger, and, and then Samson represented always acting angry in this positive feedback loop of anger and fighting and anger and fighting. What, why do you think that most men sort of default to anger as, as an emotion and how they're correlated with pride? I mean, really, I think it's easy. It's an easy reaction to have. Uh, it's hard to, to humble yourself. It's hard to, uh, to put yourself in a situation to where you're going to be vulnerable a little bit. It's easier to be mad and and I can do this just because this is who I am. And, and that just, I've learned over the years that that doesn't work out so good for you. Um, 
and thinking that you know that pride of I deserve something, I have this strength. You know, Samson, I have this strength. I can do these things, so I should do them. Uh, and you know, you can correlate that into a lot of things nowadays. The pride of I mean, I know I know one of the things that I used to be prideful about and that I would have a problem with was back in my twenties when Melanie was in college. I'd have a discussion with myself every single day coming home from work. I was in construction. I worked really hard each day, and I was like, man, I deserve to stop by the liquor store. I deserve to stop and get me a six-pack. And, uh, and, and then I would end up getting angry at myself, like, yeah, I really don't need to do that. It's, it's causing a path of destruction. But then, you know, next thing I know, I'm at the drive through window at the liquor store, and they're like, hey, David, what's going on today? You know, when, you, when, when they know you by your first name, and, and you got enough points to get three six-packs, you know, Every few weeks, you know, you know you're probably not doing things that you need to. So, uh, but it was really that that prideful nature of I'm going to go home. My wife's going to be buried in a book. I've worked really hard today, so so I deserve these things. And uh, you know, when we default to those kinds of things, it, it causes major issues in our lives because the more and more we walk down that path, and the more and more we separate ourselves from what God really wants for us then it becomes really easy to get into the to get into the habit of of anger and pride yeah you know uh absolutely that was that's some good stuff mm-hmm. uh I, mi- I missed hanging out with him or not hanging i never really hung out with david yeah but uh it, it i missed seeing these guys that are going yeah. to church with you it was kind of it was nice to uh nice to to like see some familiar yeah, faces some familiar like, oh, yeah. faces absolutely it's always good to see that um, so, for me, uh, one of the, a topic that I've had to learn, one of the things that, uh, one of part of my testimony in dealing with uh, people is forgiveness. Mm. And just in this last episode with the girls take over, part of that was talking about forgiveness and how important it is, and and that we all need to give forgiveness. We all, it's just, it's so important. You know, one of the things that for me is uh, the Lord's Prayer when it says, forgive me as I forgive others. And, man, that is so, oh, no, what am I doing? You know, I better, you know, I don't want to be judged like I'm judging people. And I only save judging for Mondays. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm really good at that on Mondays. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so for that, it was uh, forgiveness. And with uh, Carrie and Janelle, uh, they hit a topic. It's not a core value of mine, but it definitely is something that I definitely think about quite a bit, making Mm -hmm. sure that, okay, this is, you know, I don't, I don't really roll around in anger or whatever for a long period of time. I mean, I'm human. So there is, you know, maybe, uh, a couple of minutes, really no longer than a day that I, um, deal with this, but you know, I'll forgive people really quickly. So yeah, it's something that I know better. <laughs> I yeah. know better, but, uh, yeah, here's uh Carrie and Janelle, uh, on forgiveness. So you mentioned something about forgiveness being a daily thing. Um, I certainly believe that there's a daily forgiveness, but I also think that the cross that, the Jesus' death on the cross, his resurrection, accomplished and a once-for-all forgiveness. So we have that forgiveness. So though we do come to him with our daily struggles and sins, they are forgiven. They're, like, permanently paid for. And um, I love that 
that if even if I forget to ask for forgiveness for one day, it's already done. <laughs> you know, like, thank goodness that my for, that Jesus forgiveness of me is not dependent upon me remembering to ask for it. <laughs> so very well said. So very well said because I'd all be in a mess, right? Well, that and I think we're our own worst critic in that we are harder on ourselves than he could ever dream of being yeah. to us. So I think that that's very huge as well. I mean, going back to the Gospels, that's right. Like, if you see how Jesus interacts, the only people that he is, like, blatantly saying, you guys are wrong, you guys need to shape it up, you're, you know, get things together, those are the religious fanatics that are, have got, um, (laughs) have got a extreme amount of legalism happening there. But Jesus never, um, I won't say never, there's a few times that he said, go and don't sin anymore. But he never was like, you're a rotten, dirty, filthy sinner. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes we probably deserve that. Now, but... we say that to ourselves, you know, like, exactly. I don't deserve it. But God never does that. He's like, I've paid for it. Exactly. I love you. Don't exactly. do it anymore. Exactly. Exactly. What do you think about forgiveness? It's tough. It's definitely tough. It's not easy. And I mean, I still have things that I struggle with from, you know, years ago that maybe I, I feel like I've forgiven, but at the same time, it's like, well, I'm not going to put myself in that situation again kind of thing. So I think it's just more of a, in that instance, learning as well. Um, but no, it, it is tough. But, you know, and, and the Bible has also told us that what what you are full of is what you'll end up receiving. So just because, um, you know, when, when the pastors also say from stage that, you know, if you give generously, you'll receive generously. Well, giving generously doesn't necessarily mean monetary. So if you give a lot of forgiveness, guess what? You're going to get a lot of grace and mercy in return. That's, that's if good. You, if you give a lot of judgment, well, people are going to be super critical. And people are super critical of me, so... Maybe I need to change my ways. <laughs> we have, we all have those times. Yeah, <laughs> right on. Hey, Alan. Ooh, wait a minute. I was just come by to see what was going on, but man, it looks like you've got something, uh, something brewing here. What's, uh, what you got going on? Yeah, man. As you can see, these storms that we've had lately have just completely wrecked my place. Wow. Yeah, I can see that. It looks like you got someone out here pretty quick, though. Yeah, I got really lucky that they were available, and they're definitely hands-on. Pun intended. (laughs) I called 214-537-7333, and I asked for Brad Pratt at Legacy General Contracting. If you want, you can also email him at bprattsr at gmail.com. Brad has been involved through the entire process, and it has been absolutely amazing. Nice. Man, if uh, next time these storms come in and I get affected by them, I know who I'm calling. Yeah, definitely. So again, for your contracting needs, contact Brad Pratt at 214-537-7333. And you can also reach him by email at bprattsr at gmail.com. So who you got next? Uh, Next for me, I would say, is Mr. Mike Lynn from episode one. Uh, He talked about, I asked him a question about how manhood was modeled in his family of origin. And he specifically called out and said that he didn't grow up with the father a lot. His father wasn't in his life. And so for him to to even grow through that and then still model, you know, a a 
healthy marriage, modeled healthy kids, and raising them, and now in his blended family, I think that's really powerful to 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 say that in the end, in the end, that like even though he didn't have a father growing up, he didn't let that be an excuse. He didn't let that be a crutch to him later in life and go, well, it's because I didn't have a dad. This is why I'm this way. Like, no, he, he didn't let that affect him at all in that way. Yeah. And you know, I think I, in this, this clip that you're pulling, um, I talk about how, or I just mentioned that, you know, he did learn from his dad, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, you, he learned how not to do things. Yes. And yeah, that was, that was pretty impactful for me. Uh, nothing against my dad, but there's some things that I would, I, I've done differently. Mm-hmm. I haven't done everything the same as him that uh, I was like, you know what, uh, I'm going to I remember how this affected me as a kid and I don't want uh, that to affect my kids in that way. Now, I'm sure my kids are going to have their own things with their dad <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've got our, our growing pains as well. But um, yeah. Yeah, but, no, I, I, and I've, I've done the same thing. There's things that my dad did when I was younger that I was like, well, not, you know, just I love my dad. And just, I would, there's some things I'm going to do differently. Yeah, well, let's take a listen. In your family of origin, how was manhood described and modeled? Yeah, you know what, I'll be honest with you, gentlemen. I, um, <clears throat> I had not the easiest role model. In fact, I had no male role model in my life. Um, when my mother found out she was pregnant with me at the age of 19, so I, I was born in 1967. <laughs> Uh, being a single mother, my biological father wanted to have nothing to do with me. Um, he was so far removed. Now, my mother um, got remarried or got married at the age of three, and so I had a stepfather. My stepfather was, had very little to do with me personally. Um, he was always working so much that he didn't pour into me. So I had no upbringing from, from a, a biblical perspective. I was not taken to church I didn't have uh, core values poured into me, and so I didn't have really much of a male role model per se growing up. Mm-hmm. My mother is my hero. My mother is my rock. She was, in essence, a single mother in so many perspectives. But what it taught me, now that I've been blessed and I'm fortunate that I have uh, grown sons, I actually now have um, a grandson that's three and a grandson that's six, is it 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 taught me what not to do when I did not have a, a strong male role model in my life. You know, certainly I could have easily turned to, you know, all kinds of, uh, of going down the wrong path, whether it be, you know, drugs or just, you know, drinking or whatever the case may be. For me personally, I always saw it as an opportunity not to be like that other person, not to be like what, uh, and I could, you know, say, oh, woe is me. You know, I don't have a, a male father, a male role figure. I don't have a male father, a male in my life. But I chose the other path and says, you know what? I want to do different. I want to be a differentiator. I want to make a difference and go down the path of, of being a, a, a godly man. And and so that was that was uh, that's what I went through growing up. And and um, but it did it did really make me a better person. So true. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? For my next one, yes. Okay, for my next one, um, here he here he goes again. You know, Lee. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, uh, I made a comment. I think uh, the the last time we well, no, when he was on this time uh, this season, uh, I made a comment about him in Soulcon and our first run through, 
and uh, getting that MVP and how I was going to chase after that MVP. But here he goes again. Uh, he he really does he really does uh, have a lot in him, and we're going to get to listen to him again here uh, in a couple of weeks uh, during the uh, get to know your pastor. Or maybe changing that to get to know the pastor because he's not the pastor of everybody. Yeah. Anyway, we'll worry about that later. Um, But, yeah, here he goes again. And at this point, he's talking about uh, leading your family. And, um, you know, it speaks to me because no matter how, no matter if my family is following me or or not following me, uh, but leading my family, it's important that I have to con- be consistent mm-hmm. in, in who I am and what I do yeah. because that consistency uh, breeds excellence. And uh, uh, I am no way, well, maybe I am a little excellent. A little bit, yeah. I'd say. <laughs> I paid him to say that. <laughs> um, but, you know, just being consistent and leading the family, I think, is important for me. And so when he talked about le- leading the family, well, you'll see here in a second, uh, it's just it spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, man, he's got two spots in this uh, best of uh, season two. Wow. You, like I said, he's a quiet individual. Man, when he has something to bring, he brings it. He and, really does. And now we know why he got MVP. Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me a bit. I'm not, I'm not bothered <laughs> by this at all. I'm just very competitive, and maybe we need to learn about that someday. So, man, Lee, I love you. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's, uh, for the, the strikers, let's uh, take a listen to Lee. Going back to a comment that you said in there is uh, when you lead the family, the family will follow. What would you, what kind of advice would you give for someone who, well, first off, I would just want to mention, I think most, most families, the women lead the family to church, mm-hmm. yeah. but for the men that lead the family to church and they're doing what they need to do with getting right with God, but the family's not following year after year after year. What would you, how would you encourage that man to continue his path? And when he's not seeing his fruit being seen and wanting to be followed? Um, yeah, that's tough. Um, continue, continue fighting, continue moving forward. Don't, don't hesitate. Don't look back. Don't second guess what you're doing. Uh, continue to put God first. Continue to do those things. Um, getting to know other men, other godly men, uh, serving. Uh, doing things for the community, setting the example for the, you know, at some point you, you, you stay in prayer and you pray that they notice. You pray that uh, you, the wife sees the change and will will feed off that. You, you you pray that your kids see how awesome and all these great things their dad's doing and what great mood he's in because he's he's let God in his life. Um, I do know some individuals that are doing that and they're not seeing the results, and you know it, you know it breaks your heart and and. You, you know, all you can do is continue to pray, you know, and it goes back to the trust thing is you trust in God's plan. Um, do your part, keep moving forward. Again, leading the family. Uh, it's what we all need to do as men uh, and as women, as moms too. Uh, it's not just, it's not just a man who's leading the family. Just yeah. I mean, they're look, you know, they always say, be careful what you do because there's someone always watching. Always watching. Man, that is a true statement right there. And if you don't think anybody's watching you, you're going to be surprised to find out that you that you have. Man, you might not even know that person. No. And, you know, in my case, we have Isaiah. And, you know, I've, I've said it before where, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, bend over and tie my shoe. And he's 
pretending that he's doing the same thing. He's mimicking. He's like, bro, you got Velcros on. What are you? <laughs> but he's doing it anyways. And it's like, wow, he's watching everything. I'd... And mom too. She does. He, you know, she'll she'll sing something, and next thing you know, he's trying to sing the same thing. Uh, oh man, they have this song that they sing about me. It's fun. Oh, about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Please it's, do tell. Oh, it's just I want to be like you, dad. And he finishes just like you, dad. I, it's just some, you know, just a little song that they sing, but she sings it and he chimes right in. Nice. That's a good woman you got there. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good woman. Uh, so it's interesting. I think last time we went with three uh, favorites, mm-hmm. uh, but looking, spending the time that we did uh, in looking for these, um, I actually came up with four, not knowing that I had already reached my goal and I was not about to not give this up for having to listen to that episode, not having to, getting to listen to the episode again. Uh, I really wanted to. I wanted to put it in. Yeah, and you had four one two. So uh, you know, hey, who says we uh, are limited by three? Yeah, nobody. Nobody can't tell us what to do. Can't tell us what to do. <laughs> I love it. So who do you got up for your fourth? My fourth one is from Theron Snelson, um, episode number four, where we were talking about it, the book study um, fight by Craig Rochelle, and we were talking about small steps that lead to big trouble. Well, he gave an, a very interesting perspective on something he heard from a pastor uh, years ago about, you know, walking outside and seeing a fence post that pops up. And then, you know, a couple of days later, there's a second one and then there's a third one. And all the while, like, and I think it, it correlates to the sometimes the, the little mistakes that we make in our life. And we just go, oh, it's just one. It's a, it's a white lie. It's not a big deal. Well, it's it's now it's it's two lies, but like yeah, they're kind of okay. Like I can still kind of brush it over. It's not a big deal. And then the next thing you know, you've got like a giant wall that you've built by taking these little things. And now you're like, well, how do I get out of this now? How do I get out to the street to you know go to work? And in in the in in his description, but yeah, I think it was just really powerful just to hear about or just a, another way to look at it because you know we talk about like oh little things that lead to big mistakes and it's like well you know you can give a couple examples and then people just go well i'd never do that but then when you look at it from like oh from like a a a real perspective of to me a real perspective of you walk outside there's a fence post and you're like well where'd that come from okay not a big deal and then you know the fence posts keep coming you're like well i'm gonna call somebody about that i'm gonna call somebody they'll take care of it seems very uh WandaVisionist. I don't know. I don't yeah. know why. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's take a listen to uh, to Theron. Before something happens, you know. So um, I think those are the things that I think about. I want to take small steps in God God's direction uh, to keep from that destruction happening. Um, one thing I heard a pastor say was, um, let's say imagine you have your house, your wife, you got your children, right? And uh, outside your house one day, you walk outside and you see this fence post up. I'm like, it's weird. I didn't, I didn't put that up. Uh, what, what, why is that there? Then you go back in the house, like, oh, whatever. Then you go back in the house, you come back. Next morning, see about three or four fence posts connected to that one. I know. I gotta ignore that. Not a big deal. It's only four. If I, I can knock it down any any day I want to. Not a big deal. Then you walk around. You walk back outside. And half the halfway is surrounding your house. You're like, huh, I'm going to call somebody about that. See if I can get them taken out. Now it's just too big of a problem for me to handle. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk to someone else, see if they can help me out. Mm-hmm. Then you walk outside and your house complete, completely is surrounded by that fence. 
Now, it was just one post in the beginning, one step, right? One post in the wrong direction, one fence post. Then now your whole house is around you like, how did I even get here? Now, how do I even get this fence down? How do I even battle this? I don't understand how to even do it. Now you have to have heavenly or you have to have God, God's help in order to reach the impossible. So um, I think that's how a lot of times life happens for us. We, we ignore the small fence posts. And then what happens is our whole house is surrounding. We got to figure out an entirely different godly way of how to handle things on that. So, you know, that's good. I like that. I'll be looking that one up. That's, that's a nice analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's really good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Yeah. Dude, uh, will we have Theron on again? I mean, maybe, yes. yes there, there'll be another moment. There's going to be some more wisdom imparted into us from uh, Theron. Uh, I look forward to that. He's always got, he's always, I've, I've shared the freedom class, which we spoke about. Uh, we spoke about this, this season mm-hmm. and uh, he was in my freedom class and definitely, you know, had some, some knowledge there. So looking forward to having him come on again and uh, seeing what, what he's got. So the last one, uh, and guys, uh, for those who this is uh, covering, uh, y'all aren't, y'all aren't last. Y'all are very important in my heart. Yes. <laughs> But, uh, you know, this is uh, more of a funny thing, not, mu- as, not so much as knowledge dropping or anything mm-hmm. like that. It just made me giggle. There was a couple of uh, giggle. Giggle. Uh, giggle? Oh. Am I allowed to giggle? No, That's weird. Or laugh out loud, maybe. Yeah. Um, but there's a couple of moments in their episode of uh, the 3 a.m. call with, uh, with Pastor Steve and Kenny Gammons. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if this is within this clip, but when uh, Kenny goes, you know, without, without Jesus, he'd be a real... <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hey, that's Ew. funny. Uh, Send it to a pastor? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. But, you know, uh, with the 3 a.m. call, uh, what we're talking about is brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's certain people in your lives where, um, you know, you can make that call at 3 a.m. in the morning and you know you can depend on them. Yes. And I know he's doing it a little bit of tongue in cheek, but since uh, Kenny and Pastor Steve have been friends for so long, uh, Pastor Steve is getting a little bit more popular in uh, in, in the culture. And uh, Kenny wasn't—he's not liking that. But it's more of a funny moment that that Kenny just brings out, and there's a little bit of knowledge in there. But um, yeah, I just, it just made me laugh out loud yeah. that uh, <laughs> get your own friend. But <laughs> let's let's take a listen to uh, Pastor Steve and Kenny and, and what they got going on. I can't imagine doing vacations. I can't imagine traveling. I can't imagine doing day-to-day dinners, life, uh, without Steve in my life. That's where we're at. I mean, it's it's like it's an unspoken thing that, that it happens. Like, hey, we're doing lunch, we're doing dinner and stuff like that. And now my new thing is, hey, I can't believe I have to share you with all these other people that are trying to get on the bandwagon <laughs> with Pastor Steve. I'm like, dude, like, like I was there when it was just me and you. What happened? All these other people want a piece of my friend now. I mean... Come on, go get your own friend. So. <laughs> you say that, but you know that's not true. <laughs> he's popular, man. He's, he's on demand. He is on demand. Hey, and I think that that's because y'all demonstrate a friendship that everybody wants a piece of. Tell them to go build their own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want everybody to experience it because it, it levels the playing field with so much that we get. Dude, it cracks me up every time. Every time. Good stuff. Um, so, that is... That's our wrap-up show of season two. Yeah. 
so a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, what we got going going on next next season, which is yeah, next so week. Next week we will start um, a uh, new. So we'll start off with uh, Young Brotherhood. Yep. Um, so we're going to have two guys on um, from the younger generation just to kind of see what Brotherhood looks like in their lives, because uh, I think we're all. I think you know we're, we're all a, a little bit older. Yeah. Some of us uh, a little bit older than most. <laughs> and then after that is when we'll start the Get to Know the Pastor series. And my our, our point behind Get to Know the Pastor was, you know, obviously to, to ask questions about clearly what it's like being a pastor and, you know, what they find, what do they, what do they pray about and what do they find themselves in prayer about. And then secondly, I think, was just to kind of let everybody know pastors are people too. They have likes, they have dislikes, they have favorite foods, um, you know, things they like to do in their pastime that has, I won't say nothing to do with being a pastor, but things they do in their past and that like they like to do in their pastime. That's, you know, hey, maybe one pastor likes to play video games. Another or some, one, one might like hookers and cocaine. Uh, well, I doubt that. That's <laughs> I not doubt this that. kind of show, guys. Not these pastors. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I mean, just to, just to kind of let people know, like, hey, you know, these these they're they're guys too. They're they're guys. They're they're regular people too, just like we are. And pastors then we'll, are people too. We might change. We I might. Like I like. That. I think. I'm, I think we're going with that title instead pastors of get to know you. People too. Pastors are people too. I like it. I and do like that. Yeah, and then we'll also have another ladies takeover. Yes. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Who do, do you know? Uh, we got Shannon, right? Yes, it'll be my wife, Shannon. So uh, last night I was talking about the next ladies takeover, mm-hmm. and uh, said, "Well, it's going to be Shannon, your wife." Or you're at a wife to me, the operation you had a couple of weeks ago. Well, you've had it almost a year ago, but yeah. we did a, a revisitation. Very expensive. Some, Very some expensive. Compu- complications that exclusive. we had. To, exclusive, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing words out there. Uh, but wow, uh, brought out some emotion in uh, some ladies that uh, they are looking forward to that episode. Okay. Yeah, she, uh, there was, the comment was, she is very wise. Yeah. Yeah, she married you, right? No, well. Ah, or was it the other way around? I don't know. Who's the wiser she, of the two? We'll think, find out soon. I think I'm the one. She's, yeah, <laughs> I definitely went up. That's, yeah. Right on. So uh, we got that. And um, so that's, you know, something to look forward to in the next uh, season three. Uh, yeah, guys, uh, listeners, I just want to thank you so much uh, for for con- the continued support that we get, mm-hmm. you know, uh, weekly. Um, I, it, this is not what I was expecting to show, uh, you know, what it would be as far as how many people are listening, how many people are giving us feedback. Uh, it's just, it really is encouraging to us and we want to bring more of that. You know, if, if it's making an impact in your life, uh, we want to bring more of that to you guys and just really thank you so much for continuing to listen to us. Yes. Um, and like Scott just said, you know, to do this, it's not easy, but I think with God's help, we've always had somebody to bring on some drop of knowledge that we're gaining from it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to just pass that on to you. And so by having you guys listen and tell your friends, um, it's it's been huge for us, I think. I want to say it's been definitely huge for us. Um, we couldn't have done it without you guys, honestly. Um, it would just be Scott and I talking to each other, <laughs> which, no, which is not a bad thing. But not a bad uh, thing. You know, not a bad thing. Our topics are very limited to uh, you know what cars are we going to drive this weekend. Yeah. But you know, at the same time, though, I mean, without having 
listener feedback, we wouldn't have come up with the, hey, let's have ladies on and have them run the entire show. Um, let's talk about marriages. Let's talk about fatherhood. Let's talk, and motherhood too. We could definitely. So, I mean, with, without your support, we wouldn't be able to have you know, these topics that we're, we'd be limited on, on the topics that Scott and I would come up with. But with your support, we've been able to expand that and have other topics that I don't think we would have thought of. Man, and God is working some amazing things behind the scenes, guys. And season yeah. three, y'all are in for some treats. Um, it, we, we had a plan uh, of what we were going to do next season, but it's kind of just as, as this podcast is go, each, each podcast, you know, we have a topic that we want to follow, but, you know, the Holy Spirit takes over and there is something that needs to be said to someone out there listening. And uh, what he's putting in place, we had an idea of uh, like six episodes of fathers. You know, we know some great guys that, are, that lead their families and mm-hmm. their kids and the, the fruit is on the vine and you can see the kids uh, growing in a way that we'd want to share that with people. Sure. And that might be a reoccurring uh, theme that we go through multiple seasons with. Um, and then, you know, the, the other one was, you know, get, well, it's not get to know your pastor anymore. No, oh, pastors are, pastors are people too. Um, but with, with that, there's been some opportunities that we had no idea to think about someone, mm-hmm. you know, we've had, a, we've already started recording some of these yeah. and, and like we would have never even thought that we would have had these, uh, these guests on mm-hmm. and learning a little bit from them. So what God is putting uh, out there, it's, uh, it's truly, truly awe inspiring for me to know that he is listening and uh, we typically have uh, our guests pray us out. Uh, we do not have a guest today, so um, this is not my comfortable area of, of uh, expertise, but I will give it a shot, especially okay. since I was put out of my comfort zone in uh, LA Dream Center, which I wanted to reach out to you. I don't know why. Well, I already, already, already said it. I'd like to have some of the some of the the guests i can't talk it's not that late it's not that early have some of the guests yeah have some of the guests uh some of the people that we had uh, that uh join us on the dream center trip sure i'd like to get a recap of what they thought and their takeaways so um man what a great what an impactful i just want to hear that story we might we'll talk about a little bit with pastor earl uh on missions but uh i wanted to get some feedback from them so just throwing that out there in front of the audience so you can't you can't say no yeah <laughs> hey. hold us to it hold us to it yes hold us to it so uh i'm gonna step out of my comfort zone so uh, bear with me here guys uh and uh let's pray out definitely father i just thank you for uh, this uh, opportunity that we get to to uh speak into the lives of people and helping them i th- I just uh, pray that you use us the way that you need us to be used and for us to be uh, putting out what you want us to put out. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for Alan and everything that uh, he's led us to to do here with this. I thank you for having him uh, bring me along. Uh, I'm just very thankful for that and where we are right now. Heavenly Father, I just uh, ask that you put a hedge of protection around the listeners, uh, just continuing to uh, love them and let them know that you are on their side, that the They should not fear anything in this world. For all that you do in this world, let us be a mirror that reflects your love into this world so that you, or so that we draw others to you, Lord. Let us be fishermen. In Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, guys. uh, Love y'all so much. Thank you for listening. And uh, we will see, well, y'all get to see us this time. This is going to be a treat. (laughs) 